Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. And today I had the pleasure of speaking with my friend and colleague, Heather Zocali. Now, this conversation was very deep, and Heather talked about her experiences in her life and her hardships. And Heather's kind of her motto or her or one of her taglines is brutally beautiful. And what this relates to is that Heather has had a lot of difficult experiences in her life. And from it, she is a survivor and she's a storyteller. She's an advocate and she's a disruptor. She's amazing. And some of the things that she shares in this episode are aspects of her life that have been extremely traumatic. And I just want to give kind of a trigger warning that, you know, she really does cover traumatic events that have occurred in her life. And so if you feel like you're not in a place to listen to that sort of thing, then I recommend uh, just skipping this one or getting the support you need. And uh, she doesn't go into great detail, really, into any of the, the deeper issues and traumatic events, but she does mention them. So, but, you know, <laughs> brutally beautiful so Heather and I talk about the brutal, but we also talk about the beautiful and how she has come out the other side and or, you know, continues to live her life with challenges, but with an attitude of acceptance and compassion and self-love and really finding the beauty in the trauma. It's absolutely exquisite and inspiring. And I hope that you are able to listen to this episode because I think it will be very touching and inspiring for you. Hello, Heather. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited, Joe, to have to be on here and talk about whatever and just uh, have a good conversation. I love good conversations. So yeah, <laughs> excited. Me too. Me too. So Heather, I'll just start off by saying, tell me your story. Because you have an incredible story, and I want to hear as much as you would like to share about it. Okay, I'm going to try to condense it all, like, super short and unsuccinct. And I tell people before I usually share my story is to make sure you're, A, to take care of yourself. That I envision, because I had a good friend that I lost uh, who passed by suicide, and she always, she was like a mermaid. Like, you know, literally swam around as a mermaid, and rainbow colored scales is kind of my armor. So I don't take on anybody else's trauma or I keep myself safe. And before I share mine, I invite everybody to do the same. So you're not taking on or getting triggered by anything. Right. Thank you for that. Yeah. Just heads up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess for talking with you, I'm going to relate it to common themes that have been throughout my life, which has been caregiving and forgiveness. Those are kind of, mm. I think about themes in my life. Those are two that have just constantly showed up. Forgiveness of self, one, and then that leads to forgiveness of others. And so it started at a pretty young age. I was around eight or nine and my dad had a massive stroke, leaving him partially paralyzed and then later diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm. And so I found me being thrust into like a youth caregiver role without knowing that, helping with rehab and things like that. And then I had um, have a mom and a brother who live with severe mental health issues, which um, 
you know, again, in that kind of youth caregiver role in the mental care part. And then I had an older brother who that day basically led to addiction, which led to sexual abuse of me. And so I found myself in that caregiver role. And then eventually, you know, going throughout life, discovering self forgiveness of what I needed Mm -hmm. to forgive myself of. And then when I needed to like forgive my family to let go to open space to be able to heal myself and, and start being, I don't like the word best version of yourself, but to learn to mm-hmm. love all of me because all of yeah. me deserves love, right? All of us, every part. And even our lower parts or negative, whatever you want to call it, if you reframe them and look at them, there are positives to that negative. And maybe that's how, for me at least, that's how I learned to kind of start loving all of myself. Yeah. And then I found myself being cared for after my second kiddo. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't know what was going on. I basically, my health went down really quick. I had like my first migraine and then my heart was going super funky. And then I started having seizures. My adrenals failed. My kidneys failed. They're like, we have no idea wow. what is going on. How old were you? I was in my thirties, 15 years ago. And it took, it was a good five years. My family might say more because they were in the throes of it, but mm-hmm. um, where I was pretty much bedridden or in the hospital constantly, my husband had to like take me to the shower. I just I couldn't stand oh. up without fainting. And so um, I know we talked about before we started recording, I went to a functional doctor here in, um, mm-hmm. in Colorado and they were like, oh man, everything's off. But I think they had like some ideas. I ran all these tests and he's like, I think you might have what's called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. He's like, it's a rare connective tissue disorder. And there's like 13 subtypes. He's like, but with everything you have going on, I just, he's like, I, I think we just need to go there and let's do this genetic testing. I've uh-huh. never heard of it. And of course, you know, when you get that, you're like Googling <laughs> everything, right. trying to figure it out. And it did end up, I do have EDS. And so for me, that affects, as I call it, I have a high maintenance body. It just needs uh-huh. a lot of TLC. You know, and if uh-huh. I don't give it a lot of TLC, then it lets me know pretty quick, like, hey, this isn't working. And so right. with that, we found out POTS, which was postural orthostatic tachycardic syndrome, which uh-huh. actually a lot of long COVID folks are finding that they have that um, yeah. POTS is part of that. And POTS is pretty big. Like all these things are such huge things. We don't, we're not going to go into them, but it just... Once I kind of finally had that detective work and we found like what was going on, then I was able to really kind of dig in and I had to really reframe how I looked at working out, reframe how I looked at rest, reframe how I have boundaries and how I work. Some days I work like this, some days my camera will be off and I have all my contraptions on and I'm in bed for the day getting it done uh-huh. and just learning to be okay with that, you know, wow. accept like this is my new life and but I can still have a life. It's just going to look different. And I'm, right. I had to kind of grieve old Heather and be like, okay, this is new Heather. I can't go and do crazy hit workouts. You know, walking five miles right. a day is actually my body's like, thank you. Yeah. So just kind of reframing my, um, how I look at taking care of myself, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate what you're bringing up because whether it's someone who has a chronic illness that's quite profound, like what you're dealing with, or it's someone who's struggling with, you know, eating issues, or someone has eczema, you know, I mean, it could be really any kind of physical condition. 
I feel like your approach is very kind to yourself. Yeah. You know, because it's so easy. I, I'm sure it's incredibly frustrating, especially in the beginning when you don't know what it is yeah. and you're trying to figure out how can you, how can you cure? You know, you, I mentioned mm-hmm. to you, I worked in functional medicine for six years and it was like, we're always looking for the cure. And I, your approach is just, it's so refreshing. And it could very well be that you're ba- you know, your history in your personal life with your family you know, maybe that was a preparation in a way for this, for you to have a more accepting mm-hmm. kind of, it feels like, perspective on the physical condition and just saying, you know what, this I'm just going to work with what I got here. And if I have to work and lying down with the camera off, I'm going to do that. It's so wonderful. And I feel like there's so many people suffering with chronic, as I mentioned, I've worked with a lot of people with chronic conditions that it's like a fight. It's it's an ongoing fight, and I feel like for you, you you probably fought a lot. <laughs> you probably still do sometimes, <laughs> but then you kind of just you know accept it and say, "How can, this is my new normal," and, and that's grieving. You allowed yeah. yourself to grieve. It's just beautiful. I I really commend you, and I and I appreciate that you're mentioning it because I think it's helpful for people to hear about that. Well, thank you, and thanks for listening that and pointing that out. Yeah, I think a lot and working with caregivers that acceptance of, I really believe wholeheartedly kind of my pillars of my, my values, I guess, are that forgiveness, acceptance, that self-compassion, like Mm. we need to treat ourselves just like you would a friend. If a friend's going through a hard time and all that, like, how do you talk to them? We rarely talk to ourselves like that. And we should be talking to ourselves like that every day. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to fail. I call it failing forward if you've learned some lessons. And um, absolutely. And that's why I like to say life is brutally beautiful, right? You're going to have the brutal to be able to see that beautiful in it. And acceptance is such a huge part and it's hard and self-compassion is hard. Like it's all a journey. Like everything is hard if you want (laughs) to. Sometimes I just like want to have a time out and be like, I don't know where I fit right now. (laughs) I'm done learning. I don't want any more lessons. I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are it. Those lessons are hard, hard earned lessons. Like, but brutally beautiful. Is that what you said? Life is is brutal. That's 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 pretty deep. And because it, it, you know, what you're saying is it is beautiful. It is beautiful, but but getting there not easy. Not easy, man. It is nothing. Just to round it out really quick, I'll just give one more like sentence on life story. Fast uh-huh. forward and my kiddo, my eldest kiddo, Connor, was walking to school and got hit by a hit and run driver and left him paralyzed. And then we had to read again in that caregiver and self-forgiveness because we fought that morning. And when he left, uh-huh. I didn't say I love you and do good. So for me, I felt epically as a mom on like every level that day. I wasn't kind, I wasn't patient, I couldn't. Didn't tell him I loved him. I couldn't protect him and I wasn't going to be able to fix him. So for right. me, that was kind of a, oh, and then forgiveness of others eventually led to forgiving. They found the gentleman that hit him and working with restorative justice. I let mm-hmm. him know, I, I forgive you, you know, like I want you to be better and I'm going to be better because I hope good stuff happens. I have to believe that good is going to come out of this. And it, and it has, and it's been a long, crazy process, but it has been Again, brutally beautiful. And then 2020, just like everybody else, really, yeah. you know, was not fun. And my mom, I had been estranged from my parents. Well, I won't say that. I'm going to reframe that. I chose to put boundaries up to not have my family in my life. It wasn't uh-huh. helpful. And um, I 
totally believe that no matter who you are, you deserve those boundaries and you're worthy yep. of them. And you letting letting go of like what society says is right and what's right for you. Like asking yourself, wait, what what is right for me and what are my boundaries that I need to keep? And for me, that was super important. And mm-hmm. my brother called who never did and said I need help. So I did say, okay, I'd I'd come see him and um when I got there, mom and dad were, I honestly don't know how they were functioning. So I found myself again, that self-forgiveness, like, oh, shoot, should I have done that? And right. Blah, 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 blah. And then it was very clear that my mom was in cognitive decline. And then, um, then three days into the visit, my father passed by suicide. Um, so it was just like, man, like I must have been a serial killer in my past life because this, <laughs> this just keeps coming. But I, again, I found it. So many beautiful things came out of that. And throughout this whole process, my family, we are really open and talk about everything. And we've become so close. I've been able wow. to, you know, start giving back in a way that is super meaningful for me in, in my personal work and wow. learning to just kind of heartbreak is going to come that's inevitable, right? Like our common humanity is that we all suffer. But the biggest thing I think I learned is that I can't change what's past, what's happened in my life. I can't do it. And I'm not, but I do have the power of choice and voice to be able to own that and choose how I'm going to react to it and start writing the narrative that I wanted because Uh I didn't, you know, I didn't want, I knew I didn't want what I grew up with. It was so like, ugh. and then as I was sick, you know, just all these, all these things and I know that seems like it's simple, but yeah, again, all this stuff is hard, but man, the payoff has been, I know some people are like, how can you say you're lucky? But I feel really lucky to have been able to, to go through all that and learn where I am now and, and be okay with me and not apologize for it and not apologize for the chaos when it happens because it's mm. my life and it's me. Um, and then, like you said, that acceptance and this loving myself, all of yeah. it. So it's just been, um, yeah, it's, it's life. We all have it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's very inspiring to hear that. What I would like to ask you when you say brutally beautiful, what are some, I know you've mentioned some, but what are what is the beautiful? What are the beautiful for, I, I just, I really want to hear like, because I know there's probably a lot. Uh, compassion is probably one, but what else is, is beautiful there? I think compassion, vulnerability, really knowing and trusting myself and my voice that I have it and I can share it. And every time I do, it's quite beautiful. Um, whether, you know, it's retreats or here or we're like online and I might get emotional and I've never apologized for that, but yeah, like no one's actually ever asked me that question. I was like, oh, wait, so it's making me kind of, cause I say it all the time and no one said well, what's beautiful, but being able to show how vulnerability with for yourself and other people opens up this like beautiful, it's almost like it just automatically opens up this beautiful bubble that people, you see them relax and you can see them recognizing they aren't alone for the first, mm. I, it, you know, like it opens up this beautiful space. And I always think, I know it's hard to do, like it's not, and it's not everybody's cup of tea. I get that. But it's like, if you can find yourself vulnerable with one person and really opening up, you realize you're not alone and just, that one thing, mm-hmm. being able to watch it and see it and transform not only myself, but other people has been a beautiful surprise that I'm always honored. 
website to be part of. And it always kind of takes me aback too. And then I think I'll just go back to it because really just the beauty of acceptance, being able to, it's hard when it's so hard to get there. Yeah. But just, I think those are it, you know? And then I have yeah. to say humor and laughter. It saved my life. It continues to save my life. Being able to go dark humor and not care what anybody's <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, like that being able to laugh at myself or laugh with myself is pretty, Yeah, that's been a, a really gift. I think when you get to the point in any given situation that's happened to you in your life, where you can get to the point where you can joke about it a little bit or laugh yeah. about it, there's got to be some acceptance that's occurred, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, again, like the the fight. I think we we fight so hard against the things that we can't control. I mean, you cannot yeah. control your past at all, right? Mm-hmm. The day when your son got hit by that driver, I'm sure every fiber in your being was trying to go back and ch- turn the clock back and, yeah. or whatever, you know, to yeah. somehow have that thing not happen but it happened and it's the past and, there, and there's nothing you can do. And I think as human beings, we, we, we fight so hard against those things that really break our hearts and, and you know, make us angry and hurt. And, and it's a futile uh, endeavor. Yeah, but, I totally agree with that. <laughs> I think too, one thing, and it's a common theme I see over and over is that we want, like part of it is owning those emotions when it happened that day. Like, right, I had to own that. Like, man, I sucked as a mom that day. That happened. That's okay. I'm not immune to that. We all have bad days. Right. I just happened to like lead to a really, really bad day. And then we have that like question of why, why did it happen? And instead, sometimes I say I gave up on why a long time ago. Just does not mm. serve me well. Like why is like out the point? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I love that. Drive me crazy. So I gotta let that one like shake that one off instead uh-huh. of that at trying to understand and even the randomness of it. That's where a lot, I'm like, man, that is so random. And I couldn't have, con- like, who knows? Like it happened. There's, I think too, just sometimes just that acceptance of randomness instead of, mm. like you said, kind of the cure, like what's the cure would be like, I'm never going to have a why. And it was random. And maybe that's what I have to accept. And if I do, then, then that again leads to being able to release and move on to other things. And so, I think that understand phase or whatever that we have and the why is definitely why some of us get kind of stuck right there. We can't seem to move past it. And it's not an easy thing to let, to let go. But man, once you do it, for me at least, it's pretty magical. Wow. And I, I think like earlier when you were talking about what's beautiful, I felt like I felt it, you know? I I can Mm -hmm. feel it when you're speaking. And I think people listening will feel it too. It's kind of like rare air (laughs) to be around, honestly. (laughs) I feel like, ah, you know, because I feel feel I can be myself Mm -hmm. because you're being vulnerable and you're being yourself. And that you're giving that, that's a gift as not someone who experienced your life, but as a receiver of your gift, I appreciate it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what's beautiful. Thank you. That's super nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take it. Yes. And, and I think also connecting like when you, because what happens is I think we all crave that connection. Like you said, we don't feel alone. Gosh, Heather, this has just been an incredible conversation. I, I, I really, really appreciate your coming on and, and sharing your story, the beautifulness, the brutality as well. It's just really 
thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for having me and reaching out. I really appreciate it. And thanks for everything that you're doing. And like you said before, let's keep in touch and see how we can support each other. I'm a big one on like the spirit of abundance. We're all in this together and how we can help each other. Like you said, if you can or whatever, but um, I, I genuinely mean that. So um, yeah, I, maybe you can come back on again because I feel like it was too short. You know, we, we need more time. So if you would, if you'd like to come back, I would love to have you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Happy to. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of my conversation with Heather Zokali. I hope that it was meaningful for you. It was very, very deeply, deeply meaningful for me. And I really appreciate Heather's willingness to share her story and to inspire others to find the beauty in the trauma of life. If you would like to connect with Heather, you can find her on LinkedIn. And the, her, the link to that will be in the show notes. The cool thing is, as we uh, talked about, or maybe we didn't talk about in the episode, but Heather shared with me that she has created retreats for people to, you know, to do the work that she is so passionate about in terms of supporting caregivers. And caregiver means so many things. So if you are a caregiver, then I would check out Heather because maybe you need that kind of support. Either way, I think her work is so inspiring. So check her out on LinkedIn. And thank you so much for listening today. I would love for you to also visit our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com forward slash blog if you want to check out all of our articles there. Thanks for listening again. Mm-hmm.